Welcome to the Fat Cats Rugby Podcast, bringing you candid rugby conversations, great interviews and insights into Ugandan rugby, and a touch of rugby in Africa and the world over. Fat Cats Rugby Podcast is a product of Fat Cats Media Brand for all your audiovisual content needs and equipment hire. Hope you enjoy this episode. Yeah, welcome to the Fat Cats Rugby Podcast. Another week, another um, opportunity to have candid rugby conversations. As usual, Ruben Kihumoro is my name, and I'm here with uh, my usual partner in crime, Dungu Joseph, the very, very popular Dungu Joseph. Uh, uh, the week has been very interesting for him, a lot of shout-outs for him, a lot of stories from him as normal. And we have a very particularly interesting week. But Dungu, how have you been? Ruben, uh I want to thank God. God has been very gracious to me. Mm. I believe uh, good things come to those who wait. Okay. Yeah, I'm a very happy man and yeah, I appreciate God. Do you care to elaborate on what good things these are? What are we celebrating? I mean, I, I received flowers for my first time in my life. <laughs> wow. I didn't know how to behave. <laughs> Shout out to the person who delivered. And You're not going to say their, their name. You're going to be like our Kampala women who just take pictures of the food and not the sponsor. Shall we go ahead and introduce our guests? Uh, guys, my name is Joseph Dungu and I'm happy to be here. Like you can tell, we have uh, faces that are common but uncommon. Mm. And these are people that have never been here on the Fat Cats podcast. Starting with a gentleman on my left is a seasoned teacher, rugby mentor, and father, above all. He's a high-standing member of society, a respectable citizen at that, who's uh, fathered not one, not two, but thousands and hundreds of rugby players mm. and the most passionate rugby mentor I know. To me, he is the person who introduced me to club rugby and also took me for my first ever rugby game at Legends. You're most welcome, sir. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. What's your name? And uh, My name is Valence Vizimana. Yeah. As you say, the teacher, season teacher. <laughs> yes. Long time teacher. Yes. In my evening years to retire. Ooh. Wow. I still yeah, I have think, about um, We'll just uh, request <laughs> about Mr. Vizimana to just get a little bit closer retire. to his mic. Just pull the chair a bit closer. Yeah. So that we can really and hear you speak into the microphone. Um, maybe just to add on to that, if I'm not mistaken, it's 18 years or 16 to 18 years at Namidiango College, the great college of Namidiango. Uh, well, um, you will realize that I, I was first at Namidiango. Yes. Uh, for my school practice, when I, I first <laughs> did a diploma. Ah, okay. Uh, that was way back in 1992, 93. <laughs> And uh, that is when I actually started falling with the game, when I found it was the game being played. Uh, and then uh, when I went back for my Bachelor of Education, I came back to Namidiango in uh, 1998. So actually it is more than 16 years. From 1998 to 2015, uh, those were 16 years 
But before that, at diploma, if you add there some two years, because I would do school practice, after that, uh, they retain me. Uh, so I can say, actually, I've been uh, in Namibiang for close to 20 years until I was transferred to Navisunsa. Yeah, now at Navisunsa, but you have particularly also <coughs> held um, the position of, um, is it head of uh, Uganda Schools Rugby Association? Uh, chairman, Chairman, yeah, Uganda School Schools chairman. Rugby Association. Okay, that's interesting. And uh, our other guest is, uh, he's normally known by his... Uh, his his peers as a rugby encyclopedia and a man also even beyond rugby that is knowledgeable about a couple of things. Um, he has recently had a master's in uh, public health. So, public policy and planning. Yeah, okay. Public health is for him. Public health is his. Yeah. Guys, guys, let's not dilute the conversation. Um, <laughs> like Ruben is saying, we have a guest who is appearing and for the first time, and he is one who has a lot of knowledge about the sport right from its grassroots and has as much information that dates back from when he got introduced to the sport. We'll let him introduce himself and tell us what he does. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, maybe before I introduce myself, uh, it's good to be here with uh, Monsieur Valence. Uh, Can you guys speak some French so that <laughs> we know that uh, your French speakers speak directly uh, into the microphone? Uh, with some of his former students, and I told all, this the, guy. all the French they speak is basically one guy says, uh, Je ne comprends pas, the other one responds, Je suis, ma, je, je suis malade. Yes. Basically, one guy is saying, uh, I don't understand, then the other one is like, I am sick. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll mention the names after, I won't mention them here. But, uh, <laughs> uh, Monsieur Valence uh, taught uh, my big brothers. There was Jonona uh, Disavia. I think that was the cohort of uh, 98 to 2003. Then there yeah. was Joshua Wakavi Saviria. That's the cohort of uh, 2002 to 2007. Mm -hmm. and then me, 2005 to, to 2010. And uh, of the three, I'm the only one who did French uh, at all level for UCE. So yeah. it's good to be here with him. A pleasure. Um, <laughs> Uh, my name is uh, Joseph Isavirie. Uh, most people call me Isavirie. Uh, I was in Miliango for uh, six years. Uh, in rugby circles, let's just say I do some work for Cobbs in terms of uh, archiving and so on. Uh, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, we shall get into that, yes. And an avid follower of the yeah, podcast. avid follower of the podcast. Uh, I've liked uh, what uh, Ruben has done. Uh, Ruben actually understands rugby media. I think I pointed it out to Edwin. I don't know if he passed on the compliment. Edwin never passes that stuff on. He keeps them to himself. <laughs> Selfish chap. Yeah. But uh, I like what you've done with uh, the podcast uh, and uh, how you into analytics. Because the first time he told me, he gave me feedback. He's like, Gwei, can you, do you know that this and this and this is happening on the podcast? We've been showed me some statistics. I'm like, Edwin, you didn't know that. <laughs> but it might have like, you have the right guy on board. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's good to be here. Yeah. Um, very, very interesting conversation today. A lot happening this weekend. But uh, particularly our focus for this one will be about schools rugby. Yeah. Understanding schools rugby, understanding where schools rugby is going and what to expect, particularly for this upcoming season that's coming up. Um, before we really dig into it and ask um, <coughs> the gentlemen, the guests that we have with us here, um, Joseph Dungu, because we have two Josephs here today, I have to be very clear. What is uh, one of your 
most vivid memories of high school rugby from your time at Namileango? Um, maybe before even you get into that, just to clear this out here, yeah, we are predominantly Namileango here, but we are going to speak about rugby in general. And so we do promise to have a particularly smart and maybe Budo-focused uh, podcast in the future. But for now, let the, the Ngonians rule. But we're going to talk about uh, schools rugby in general, not just Namiliango College. Yeah. But share with us your, your memories about schools rugby. Yeah, um, my biggest memory will always come in 2012. Okay. I remember um, I was in S1 and uh, S1 West. So Saturdays were always Sundays, I remember were the days for rugby, schools rugby. And would initially play the group stages at the various schools. And the quarterfinals, semifinals and finals would always be played at a neutral ground, preferably Chadondo or Legends. So this morning, uh, so I was quite that popular guy in, S, in S1. I, I was quite friendly. And that's, I mean, that's, that's always been me. I, I try to always make friends quickly. So I remember when I was in S1, Kishato was in S6, and he was the anchor's captain, and Mr. Bizimana was the rugby patron. So Mr. Bizimana was, I must say, a fatherly figure, and has always been, and will always be. He loved everyone so much, but his best friend was always the captain, because he knew the captain was always the, his touch point. So I wanted to go for the semifinals, because semifinals are always the most heated games. I mean, you get to watch about... Two games from each category, under 15, uh, four games three, actually. Three, three games. Three games. Uh, right now, I think it's under 15. Semifinals, there are more than three. Semifinals, there are four games. Six. Six games, yeah. You get to watch many, many games, six games, yeah. because they will have to select the guys going to the finals. So I missed out on a slot. I remember those days, they would mm -hmm. auction slots. So they tell you, S1s have 15 seats on the bus, the fans' bus. S2s have 20, 25, because the bus can take up to 63 people, 66. And elevos are not coming 30 on the bus, you know. They have to be more. So I missed out on this slot for the semifinals. So I spoke to Kishato when they came back. I had, man, in Namiriango, speaking to the elevos was quite crazy. You do not get to mix levels. I mean, you're S1 and you're speaking to one 6 was quite a dream. And Kishato was special. So I speak to Kishato, tell him, please. I know we have qualified. I, I actually met him after assembly. Ran to him, told him, please, I know you guys have qualified for the finals. This Saturday, please take me to Legends. So he's like, you'll have to pay. I'm like, cool. Can I pay today? He's like, no. We don't get money on Monday. Can disappear so, between the courts So the I remember I was, I, I was, Mr. Busyman had taught me French in S1, but Mr. Busyman always... Had always taught us to uh, respect time. Time for class is class. Time for rugby is rugby. And give your best shot at it. So I, I, I spoke to Mr. Biz, tried to tell him, Mr. Bismana, please take me for He's like, no, no. You have to speak to the captain. So, but I'd already set up my uh, grassroots somehow. So, here is the memory. I remember that morning, after having breakfast, Kishato told me, you are coming with us to Legends. And I couldn't be prouder. I mean, I walked back to the industrials <laughs> got my my education for responsibility shirt, the white shirt, stepped to the bus and off what to Legends. Uh, 2012 was, I think, my first time at Legends to watch school rugby. And 
I remember Magomo was in Namilianga at the time. Uh, Kishatu was five. in S6. Yeah, Magomo was in S5. And Magomo was the fly half. He was, Magomo was special. He could make things happen. So I remember that game went toe-to-toe -to -toe and we managed to beat Smack convincingly. And while we celebrated the win, I was seated in the stands where the flags usually are. If you're walking from the dressing room, just straight to the end. Uh, and I jumped from the stands and I was celebrating. My mouth was wide open and they took a photo of me. Mr. Busyman still has the newspaper. And so when we went back to school, there was this newspaper called Scoop. Scoop. So I remember it was a Monday, Tuesday, around there, Wednesday. I think it was actually following Saturday. Scoop was coming out the following Saturday. So we're having morning prep around mid-morning prep. 9 a.m. to midday. S1 West. Uh, Mr. Bismana comes to class, knocks on our door, enters. He's like, I'm looking for a boy called Joseph Dungo. I'm like, my lord, what have I done? Meanwhile, I was quite naughty for noise making. So he calls me, about that, calls me, takes me to uh, his house, pulls out a newspaper. He's like, who is this? And she was, I was like, oh my god. And there was a caption, I think the mess prefect should give this kid some more food. <laughs> So that's my biggest rugby memory. And I want to thank Mr. Vizimana for taking me for my first ever rugby game at Legends. And from that day, I never looked back. Because I remember even on reporting days, when would, after holidays, he would ask you, you've reported with your parents and you're checking in. He's like, I didn't see you at Legends. Where were you the entire holiday? You didn't watch Cobb's games. So that's how my love for Cobb's started. And he will tell you about how I almost crossed <laughs> To a certain club. Oh, <laughs> you just my, survived me. It's going to be horrible. Yeah. One thing about Mr. Busy Mana, you in college he is very, very serious about everyone supporting Kobe. I remember there is someone in our in our <laughs> class at the time who had gotten a pirate's jersey from somewhere. And he would flaunt around with it, it was a legit G4 that time Pirates was, yeah, was sponsored by G4S with the white and the red <laughs> patches. And you know, you'd walk around the compound, he was proud, proud, proudly wearing his jersey, and sometimes we'd play touch in it until he one day he met Mr. Busyman. And Mr. Busyman took it from him. He's like, You'll get it at the end of the term. Oh, I told him <laughs> I, we are going to burn it in your presence. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, the boy had just come from Smack, I think. He had come from Smack, either Smack or Udo. I don't remember him very well. But it was like sacrilege to wear a. A pirates jersey at college. It is eternally known that we belong to Cops as college. I was just being what uh, loyal to the club where the school subscribes. Yeah, <laughs> that's very interesting. So, but we, before we get into the details, uh, I'm going to start with you, Joseph. This time, yeah. Joseph is happy. Mm. Um, how how did you first of all fall in, in love with rugby, rugby in general, and uh, perhaps? How did you get involved into any part of your contribution with high school rugby? Uh, so, uh, like I mentioned, uh, I'm uh, the third child of my father to go to Namibiango. Now, in the in the living room at home, there is a photo, uh, a photo of the rugby team. I think it was uh, the team of Edmond to Musime. Mm, with your brother. Yeah, hey, my brother was there. Now, to me, there was just faces. I could only notice my brother's face. But when I got to Namiliangu in uh, S1, that was 2005, 
I and I could see some of these faces that I had seen in this photo. Uh, there was I remember Collins Mubangizi, Walakira was there because Walakira was in form two and my brother was in form six. So I was actually curious how this guy made that team mm. uh, when he was in form. So in a way, it also implied uh, meritocracy at Namiliang. And I think those were days without a coach. Eh? Mm. But Ernest can make a team. And uh, you could find that that's uh, a key difference between Namiliango and uh, some other schools. So uh, the first game, uh, those days orientation was a full week. You, do, you don't go to class. You're just playing games around there. Now, of course, everyone fears rugby. But uh, I think it was that very weekend, our first week, we came to play. And uh, you normally see these guys, the way they, they, they structure it is that uh, the team converges behind the pyramid, Mugera Hall. Yes. And then they <coughs> handle, then they slope down, they jog, they jog onto the pitch. So you're a small boy, you're seeing all these big guys jogging onto the pitch. You've not seen them, and after the game, you're not going to see them again, like until maybe another week or you're going to be on your first assembly and you're going to see uh, Joel Anguyo. Joel Anguyo. Is he back as Pirates? No, he's not. But he's not. Yeah. yeah. He was hey. there when they won, I think, um, um, recently, he, 2017. I watched him. He, he, was, he was the captain when I was in Form 1. And uh, back in the holiday, like, uh, my, my, bro, my brother normally would narrate and be like, you know, uh, we are very good at rugby. We never lose to smack. Actually, he used to tell me, we've never lost to smack at all. But when you check the record, there's evidence of some losses. <laughs> yes. So those, those, those minor details actually help build the, build the cycle of Namibian. And you, you're there, Ernesto comes to you like uh, Keno's friends, that Chihuahua's Ch- Ch- class. Yes. They can come to you and they tell you, uh, by the way, here we don't lose too smart. But you're a new guy. You don't know these things. And then they are planting all these ideas in you. They are planting yes. all these ideas in you. So that very first game against Muiria, I think we scored about 62 nil. So you're here supporting your school. It's basically try after try, try after try, try after try. Then when you're next to these uh, elder guys, they're normally pointing out, hey, that's the new guy from Bodo. I think that was like Katso. But who were you supporting <laughs> when the college played in Miri? Because this was a home team and then we were playing in college, your school. Uh, <laughs> Which one were you rooting for? <laughs> no. I mean, it's not my school. Same home. is a walking distance from uh, our place. Not walking exactly, but uh, roughly <laughs> ten kilometers. In in lockdown, I would walk those those distances, okay. and three of my brothers went there. So that's why it's not my school. Actually, guys would point out uh, every Mosoga they're like, don't don't support Muiri. Every Mosoga they they remind you that. So. Uh, it was quite interesting, and I think the week after that, mm. uh, guys took up more guys took up rugby. Uh, of course, people like Edwin. By the time they got there, they knew a thing or two about rugby beforehand. So to me, I think I'd watched it on TV, but that was like the first live experience, and it, it was quite amazing. Okay, that's great, um, Mr. Busyman. Just to rope you in now, um, we have talked about um, you sharing, and that's how it's been quite. 20 years or so mm. um, of being at Namiliango. Yeah. Um, maybe you could just give us a, a brief background of how, um, from a, a teacher that was there on, on, on student duty, student teacher duty, 
to the point when you became a teacher and how you got into um, ideally being one of the most, if not the most respected rugby patron of the school and going on, uh, going on to really um, becoming the chairman of the Uganda Schools Rugby Association. So how did that journey start? Oh, thank you. Uh, naturally, I'm a sportsman. Naturally, I love sports. So um, when I rejoined the Namiryango in 1998, remember I told you I had been there in 1993. Um, then uh, there was Mr. Kakembo who was in charge in the, the, those days in 1993. But somehow, uh, because me, I love the sports, I would accompany him without even having any role to play. I would just go and watch. This was a new game to, to me. I never played rugby, but I used to love soccer. I used to love chess. I used to love all indoor games. I used to love even volleyball, uh, among these other big outdoor sports. So... Um, at times we would go to play like Nikaboja, there is a circuit. We go with Mr. Kakembo, the patron of rugby, and that time he was a patron and at the same time games master. Would reach there, for him he has scripts to mark. He just goes to the bus, marks the games, they are going on, I'm there watching, then at the end, in the evening, he comes and asks me, how did the games go? Have we won? So I would be the one to make a report. <laughs> so in, on Monday in the staff meetings, he, he now I have already fed him with what report. He, yep. he reports as if he was really watching, <laughs> he had watched all the games. Now, later on, you know, uh, Galavuzi was a rugby player. They happened to be the head teacher's son. Uh, somehow, uh, the father got interested in knowing what was taking place. I think it must be Andrew Garabuzi who told the dad yes. that actually Kakembo was not watching rugby. Whatever happens on pitch, he doesn't know. So I benefited from that situation. I was, they said the most loving sports person in this school is Mr. Biziman. Although I, was in, I had never played rugby, they said the most popular sport here is rugby. Since you love sports most, you can take over. Of course, it was not uh, good for my friend. He might have thought maybe he campaigned for this post, but it is the students who went and told. So that's when I got in touch. To be precise, I was appointed patron rugby in 2005. Mm. Now, towards the end of 2004, Namid had never had a coach before. And teams had started beating us. Actually, from 2000, we had not won a league game. We had not won a league trophy. So uh, it's because schools like Budo had started hiring people like Samahamia. The schools, the, the Central Lawrence schools had coaches, mainly Kenyan players and uh, some coaches. We had schools like Intinda, all those schools had, and they would beat us, especially when it came to sevens. So I said, my role now is also to change this uh, way of playing. Namibia had talent, raw talent, 
you would see the labokes, he comes and he hits you, they give him a red card and then they start fighting the referee because they didn't know the rules. They just said, no, why, why, what have I done? Because for them hitting someone over where they would say, that's rugby. So um, somehow I said, I told the headmaster, we also need a coach. So we went straight away for Fredo because we were attached to Cobbs. It was easy to get Fredo, and that that moment he was readily available. And I can tell you straight away, we sent warning to the rest of the schools. We won the league with the likes of Anguyo. Anguyo was the captain in 2005. Just less than five months, I had, I had already won a trophy. <laughs> schools league. We reclaimed our, our lost glory. So we went on, won the trophy 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008. Then something happened. 2009, Cobbs uh, players, uh, Fredo, Wadia, uh, Ogwete, they were banned. And they were not supposed to get involved in, in any kind of rugby activities. So that's how Namiliango got affected. Because Fredo could not come to coach Namiliango. And therefore, somehow it was hard because he didn't have an assistant. So somehow in the semi-finals, Mark managed to beat us with a 6-3 to yeah, penalty. Six, six, three. I, I remember 6-3. And they went on to win the league. Their first league ever. So generally, that is how I got into rugby. Uh, for now, after that, I can tell we started winning everything. And the, the most recent, if you have known, last year, I mean, Yango became the East African champions. So we have never looked back. Yeah, um, I think that's great. Um, while we are still on that topic, uh, you know, one of the biggest challenges we have in this country, especially with this particular sport, and I think it's also a general issue, is record keeping, and especially on also club level, but even school level. And many of the people that come up don't understand the background, the heritage, and the foundation of what's happening. So I would like to ask, um, uh, maybe if you could share with us the background of schools rugby. How did it get formed? How did it start? Yeah. Mm. And also, um, the lens, how you've seen schools rugby transition over the years. You talk of the 2000s when some schools had coaches, others had Kenyan players, and going into these years now, how have you seen it? What's the spectrum? Thank you. Uh, uh, to be uh, a bit more historical, I remember Namiryang was the only rugby playing school uh, until... Uh, 1997 when the league officially started the school's league started in 1997 before that uh, of course schools like Ibudo, schools like uh, Smak, schools like uh, Kabalega schools like uh, Buketi something uh, in the east they had played some bit of rugby, and it was only Namiryang, which at that time was playing as a club, as a club itself. It was a school, but 
because it did not have com, com, uh, competitors, it subscribed to play in the club's league. So up to 1997, when other schools had now streamlined, the league started officially for schools. So um, there has been a lot of uh, rugby has evolved since then. Uh, as I have said, the, 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 the players have now coaches. They easily learn the laws. The, you, can, you can just find a, a player also teaching fellow players the laws because they read. Those days it was hard. They go to internet, read. Any offense committed, the coach will tell them, go and read on that. You will know what you did. Uh, of course, that those days also, the schools were not putting in any money. Uh, the players were always sponsoring themselves. A player gets injured. The parents are the ones to meet all the costs. But these days, some schools have started even insuring their players. The OBs of Namibian College, for instance, have insured the, the, the players. That's a, that's a huge step. Yeah. Um, it has, you can see, um, about two or three years ago, we have also introduced ambulance. Those days, we would say the requirement should be the host team should provide a school nurse and an evacuation vehicle in the case of a serious injury. Yes. These days, it's a requirement to have an ambulance at any host school where rugby is taking place. No ambulance, no rugby. Whether it is sevens or fifteens, there has to be. There has to be an ambulance. So uh, there are quite many. We and have also, also kept data. I was talking about data. We have, um, over the years, uh, since, by the way, I let it be on the record, I'm the person who introduced edge grade. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we have now uh, under 15. Okay, my predecessor, uh, Mr. Mutebisam, because I served in his regime as treasurer, I was a treasurer during his regime. We started, we had under 14 and the uh, under 16. Uh, but uh, we saw in senior one, the people were not playing, uh, playing rugby, so we said, let's, in senior two, many schools have people who are 15 years and above. So we wanted to be real, and we said, let it change from under 14 to under 15. Because senior ones were not playing, but it was, rugby would start being played at school in senior two, when students would be 15 years. Then the category of under 16, we changed it to under 17. Uh, we are playing at one time under 18, we made it under 19. Now we have also moved with rugby uh, standards, it is now under 20. Yeah, internationally. Internationally, it is now under 20. Okay. Yeah, th those are some of the changes that have come up. Yeah, yeah um, I think that's very interesting to have uh, or to know. Um, but before I actually even get further in what we're trying to uh, uh, speak about today, 
you should know that we're at the Fred and Winnie B&B. And it's 2023. It's a time for you to take some time for yourself and maybe have a getaway. Or if you have any people uh, coming into the country, any people coming from up country, and they really, really want to <coughs> get a place to stay, the Fred and Winnie B&B is the place to be. Telling self-contained uh, private bedrooms consisting of two deluxe doubles, three standard doubles and one deluxe twin, and two standard twin bedrooms, a fully equipped kitchen, power backup system, Wi-Fi, laundry, a chef to cater to your every meal, uh, some trust buffet, breakfast with a choice of selected tropical, tropical fruits, and juice. Um, to be able to uh, get in touch with us and book, uh, call the number 0778-933-559. The number will also be um, shown on the bottom of the screen where you can be able to get more information, but make sure that you get in touch with uh, the Fred and Winnie BNB. We know that Valentine's is done, but that does not mean that uh, a staycation or a getaway should uh, stop until the next Valentine's. So, um, Ruben, let's ask these guys to tell us the experience because I... We took them around yeah, the place. They had a visit of so, the, the Isabel, Premier tell, tell us what you saw and how you liked the place. Well, uh, the proprietor knows uh, I've visited Fred and Winnie a few times before he became Fred and Winnie. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I've actually liked the change. Um, I think uh, the hostel chairman at Minrop should get such a room. <laughs> I'm willing to contribute man. a foundation stone to that one. <laughs> and Mr. Bisman, what do you think about the place and the kitchen? And well, this place, first of all, the environment is is very very good, serene environment. Um, when you get inside, uh, you remember what I told you. I thought I had gone back to Dubai when I looked at the rooms. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yes. I was yeah. recently in Dubai and. I saw the setup of these rooms like Dubai. Uh, and I'm surprised the, the charges are that low. They are very low and uh, very beautiful. I just think any, any person who wishes to enjoy good... Uh, Dubai in Uganda. ...can come to this place. Uh, and, I, and I just think, why, why don't we have some of our players being booked in a place like this? We yeah, have we did have uh, Ramsey Olinga, the CTO, around for a podcast last year. And he was very impressed with the rooms as well. It was like, it's a consideration. Uh, it may be a bit small for um, the, the number of players that he may want. But, but he the officials. Definitely the officials, it's something that uh, he's considering. Yeah. Okay. Because proximity and, and, in charge of, and uh, mm -hmm. thinking about the rates, it was really, really convenient for him. Yeah. And um, schools rugby is resuming this, this Sunday. Mm. I, I, I don't know what kind of feeling does this Dungu. You for the last two weeks we have been expecting guests from you to come here and now you have a phone call during our podcast. So please <laughs> would you like to answer it while you're listening? Yeah, let me just pick up, but it's not for many of the guests. Meanwhile, you guys can continue the podcast. Hello? <laughs> anyway, uh while he's dealing with his people. I know Valentine's was yesterday, so he had to uh, he has to solve his problems. However, um, Isabi, um, it's been, you have watched rugby for quite a while, schools rugby in particular. Yeah. What ideally do you think has been, what team, besides Namiliangu, what team has been your standout for which particular year and which school? And also maybe two or three players that have stood out for you in particular from those schools. Yes. Okay. 
Uh, okay, before I begin on that, on. Uh, when you mentioned the first under 16, uh, they introduced it. Uh, that was actually a good thing. Mm. Uh, I think it widened the player pool. Yeah. But I think you might have played in the first under 16 final. Okay. I, what I don't do you know to call class? Stuff, but I remember it was among the first under 16s that played at the time. Because uh, the year before it began, we traveled to SMAC to play S3s. Uh, we were we were making headway to beat in those days. All of a sudden, form four start appearing on the pitch. You can, you know, smart and Namiliango, the people, you've known each other from private, at least you know someone. You see a guy who was a class above showing up the other side. So, uh, the following year, they initiated the tournament, and if I'm not mistaken, Otukola and some guys of your class should have played in the first final. Uh, now, for schools that stand out, uh, I think uh, Moziva Lance will be will uh, correct me on some of those factors, but uh, I think number one, uh, uh, the Budo team of the 90s will have to get uh, a mention, the late 90s. 90s, 90s or 80s, there are the 2000. There's that one that won back-to-back -back championships. There's a time we had that draw. It is early 2000. Early 2000. Yeah, that one uh, could, could, could be mentioned because when you talk of teams that have uh, schools that have managed to do back-to-back uh, -back trophies, it has only been uh, Namiliango. I think there's a time Hannah did did a back-to-back, -back. and then that Udo team. Uh, Namiliango stands out because it's under his tutelage that we did the only school to do a uh, four, four in a row yeah, under him, and there was a seventh title somewhere, a British High Commission and. Coca-Cola, independence, something. Yeah. So uh, that one would stand. Was Musoke on that team? Uh, Musoke, now you are talking about Hana. No, 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 no. Alan, the one of ah, you are talking about Alan the one that did back to back. Uh, no, that was uh, long before 2000. It was late 90s. Late 90s. Yes. Yeah. That should be around that one. Uh, and then, I think... Uh, the first school to break the, the, the monopoly of Budo, 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 Smak, Namiriango, that should be Alex Moviru's Chambogo. Mm. I saw when he retired a few weeks ago, uh, they mentioned all his accolades, and I think it would have been quite interesting if they also indicated that bit of what he did for Chambogo rugby. Uh, it's a... Uh, it, it's it's always nice. I, I always see when they it put, was uh, two thousand and three when Chambogo won that. Yeah, the ones uh, that beat uh, my brother's class. Uh, yes. Yes, uh, Edmond Tumusime's team. Uh, uh, those, those ones. It, it was the final. They did a replay. I uh, know you you are mixing things. <laughs> <The replay laughs> that is why was, you're here. <laughs> the replay which you are remembering the Hannah against Chambogo. Uh, but Chambogo, Chambogo beat. Uh, Chambogo College beat uh, King's College Budo in the final. In the final. They beat us, uh, at, they the beat us at semifinals. Uh -huh. They beat Namiliang College at semis, went ahead and beat uh, King's College Budo. So, okay. so, so I think mm. that was, because uh, that, that's quite remarkable, because they beat Namiliango, the, the big one, and then they went to the final and they beat Budo. So in 2009, when... Uh, Smack beat us at the semis. You know, we, we, we don't want to accept. So, we are there at H. We're like, 
There is no way those guys will beat London College. Odonga is on that team. <laughs> He'll pull one for us, but uh, unfortunately, they, 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 they ended up winning uh, the final 2009. Why do you say unfortunate? <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> let's actually continue from that, that, that point of view there. That mm. um, Smack versus Namiliango. For those that are not familiar what Smack means, it is St. Mary's College, Chisubi, the, t- the school along Entebbe Road, as people say. And uh, the school all the way from Mukono, uh, Namiriango College, Namiriango area. This is a, a rivalry. This is a competition. This is a group of two groups of uh, very, very, I should say, uh, teams that are familiar with each other. But it's, it's a rivalry that goes beyond rugby. It goes to academics. It goes to the girls, uh, who they go with for Sosh. And also, perhaps even afterwards, who they ideally get as their life partners. It goes to make business. I've seen people mixing here and there because business, you cannot have such dynamics usually. But it goes to a lot of things. Even in social status, there is that kind of competition as well between these two schools. Um, what, uh, I'll start with you, Joseph. What emotions would that, that, kind, that matchup on pitch uh, evoke from you? And I don't know, just, just paint, us, paint for us a picture of what, how you'd feel about Smack versus Namiliang. Uh, well, uh, my daytime work, I work in the Credit Reference Bureau experience. So uh, we deal with a lot of banks. Banks are our main clients. The 2019 final, after we were defeated, by the way, I was there because I was sure Smack can't beat us in a final. They had never done it. So uh, the day after, I go to work at Absa Kampala Road. Yeah. And then after I'm done working on the, on the people there, as I walk out, I had reached the door. Some guy came running, one of the Absa bankers. He's like, you're Angonian, and we beat you yesterday. I saw you at Legends. <laughs> <laughs> I think, if I remember, he might be called, what Henry Vandabachi? <laughs> like, and I, the first thing I said is like, this is why we were not supposed to lose to you, guys. <laughs> this is the exact reason. Because I didn't see him at Legends at all. I didn't it's see him a, it's in my just work, like when money loses to Arsenal in the <laughs> next day. Uh, you just exactly. see Arsenal fans walking on the streets. <laughs> exactly. You have to bring in like see, that's the problem of losing. You see, even in the Ugandan <laughs> rugby league, eh? that's the problem of losing to certain clubs. See, if, if, if a team like, I mean... Like what? I mean, I'll give you a good example. To me, if there are teams I lose to, and I mean, it could slide. You get it? I could lose to heathens, unbearable as it is, as is. Those guys may not rub it so much in my faces. You mm-hmm. get? But there's those guys in Wakiso, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, you'll, you'll leave legends because you won't party there. They'll still, even at 10 p.m., they'll still, and I'm like, no, I'm not having any of this, I'm home. It's good I'm not on Twitter. They like tweeting, I hear. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, maybe to continue. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, the other thing I would mention is uh, 2009, uh, Smart beat us at the semi. Yeah. And then, uh, so, we are going into S6. So, we are the S5s. We are looking for a social school. Now, someone started, uh, basically, started uh, a piece of information that I think the reason we lost the trophy 
is we didn't go for Sosh with Navi Sumsa. Now, mind you, the first year we won the trophy in 2005, mm. the Sosh was went with Navi Sumsa. <laughs> Just because the three preceding years, uh, Asabazia, uh, the year of Walakira, and the year of Barasa, those were Sosh was with Navi Sumsa. So, guys started a serious plan. We have to get Navisusa for Sosh. Navisusa was the secret hey, report. Now, now, when you're going to Navisusa for a function, you actually get a briefing from the whole class. <laughs> <laughs> Represents. And you come back, and when you come back, you guys, have to... uh, when Mugera Hall S6 is watching, but S5s are yeah, here. We are get, trying to get feedback on. Do you think do you think we can get Sosh? You have not yet started Sosh discussion. You okay, guys, Sosh these things even continue we were from your years. And then... Because Mark had had Navi Sonsa, and they won the trophy. So, uh, th- that kind of thing. But basically, in the, the setup of, from, you have to go back to the foundation. These yeah. schools were set up in a similar way. Uh, White Fathers, Mill Hill Fathers, they were both boys' schools. So, there is a, a kind of superiority. Uh, uh, when uh, Now you say Buddha was uh, the big Anglican school. So, these ones tried to show that I'm the big, I'm the big Catholic school, I'm the big bull, I'm the big bull. Eh? So initially, in those days, there was, uh, in the 30s, uh, a Catholic sports day, the Major King Shield. And, uh, of course, Naviliango would be the big school from Mill Hill, uh, Smack, the big one from White Fathers, then there would be in Zambia, there would be St. Henry's, and so on. So it, it was a big deal being better than the other school. And uh, I think... Uh, the logbook also, the first time <coughs> our logbook mentions how we adopt the color, at least green and yellow for sports, is I think a game we went to smack around the 30s, uh, and then we wear the green and the green and gold, that's how they describe it, and we won that football game 3-1, and uh, those colors. Hey, yeah, those colors, that's how we adopt, that's the first time it's mentioned, we, we, we beat those people 3-1, but uh, the first fixture you'll have to go back to the 1910s for that that's football. Uh, for rugby, we, we, we started way earlier. Uh, like Monsieur uh, Lance mentioned, it's it's in the 90s that those other schools caught up. And by the time they caught up, when you go to SMAC, uh, to meet SMAC, you, you there's only that area of I need to be better. And then you're going to go and uh, try to get social. There's a, a chance we're going to go there, and these girls will sort of also encourage it. They're like, why does Mark already sent their lead? <laughs> and then you feel bad a bit, or you're like, <laughs> you don't want to talk, talk bad about them. But you also have to push your case ahead. And we, back in that day, we used to get joy from those guys getting guys because you're like, oh, they only got guys, that's just one castle, and they'll go home and sleep. We have Namagunga home away, we have Namizuza home away. Uh, there's that air of superiority. So, and uh, you, you've you've seen some of these people in primary. You've uh, you know people who know them if you don't know them directly. So, there's always when you meet them, you want to be better than them. Then to sound off, I think uh, uh, there's a time the Obis came to Namibiango and they said, uh, uh, I think Namagunga didn't want to give us a return source. So the Obis started a campaign at Namibiango. They talking about how. Namagunga is so important because the HM was around. Like they said something along the lines of uh, no Namagunga, <laughs> no Namiliangwe. <laughs> but uh, Politics. I think I remember that. Yeah. Wow. So you were there. That's how it started. Yes. Yeah, but uh, but no. in terms it, it of rugby, yeah? time, but in okay. terms of rugby, if if Smack 
uh, wasn't existing, I don't think it would be that good. Because there's a time we beat them, I think 2006, and Brother Bukenya was there speaking and he's like, we shall never rest until we get our hands on that trophy. So, that kind of competition, it's it's thanks to them and Budo and uh, those other schools, the Hannas, Chambogos, Streamline and so on, it's out of uh, their competition that Namiliango can be uh, as good as it is. Yeah, that's great. Um, he wants to say something, Mr. Busyman. Uh, <clears throat> you see, I'm sorry to be, to have. Uh, I, I think this has been boring for people who don't come from them. Yeah. Oh, it is not uh, boring at all. But I can boy. tell you, mm. Smack plays very good rugby. Structured and that's rugby. That's coming from Mr. Busyman. Uh, Budo Twitter page is going to run this. Budo plays also very good rugby, and the, they are by the way the second best. In the league, they have five trophies. Five years. Namjiango has thirteen league league mm. trophies. Smack has um, three. Three now. Do better. Uh, but I can tell you that rivalry. These Namjiango Smack are two sister schools. Mm. Best, uh, of course, basing on religion. You would expect uh, them to, to like each other. But a child comes to senior one. Even my son was telling me, ah, Dad, uh, <laughs> he told me the worst school is smack. And, <laughs> and this is a boy who joined just last year. So the way they preach against smack, I think the administration need, these administrations of these schools need some intervention to bridge that. Because I also remember, friendship. sorry to interrupt you, eh? You're going to continue. <coughs> I remember in our S1, one of the requirements was a purely black T-shirt. So on days we would play smack. I remember the head prefect at the time was Saint Kumbagastas Caesar. Oh. <laughs> so they told us to always wear a black shirt. It was a day of mourning, not mourning for ourselves, but mourning for the beating smack would get at Wellington. Yes. Uh, yeah. So um, even in academics, you will find. And a Miliango boy who, who trusts is going to make the grades. We put his, his choice. Sometimes the first choice we put in Ibudo. But they will never, he will never put in Smack. Yeah. And incidentally, Smack guys put their first choice in Namiliango. Men of them. They want to win Men of them, we have actually won trophies. Even Didi put men on our podcast and said yeah, he wanted did, to go did to Namiliango. He said that he put his first choice in, in Amiriango. Yeah, we have won so many trophies with the help of some players from SMAC, very good players whom mm. we get at level. But uh, you will never hear that SMAC has got a good rugby player from Namiriango, even when they have good grades that qualify them to go there. Nobody will go there. Do you think they have a But in Ibuto, they go Namjango College boys will go to Ibuto. Mm. You will find many of them there. So for me, uh, it is uh, good to have that rivalry. But I also think there should be some intervention by the administration, as I said, to see people who cannot talk each, to each other, yet they are from two sister Catholic schools. Mm. But uh, again... I think sometimes it is health also because I see out out of outside the school. Oh yeah, they are very good friends. Look at Casito and Munyani. 
outside school, they are <laughs> like very kids. good friends. Even live alone, even the rugby players, even others, yeah, you will find they are okay. Yeah. So maybe it, it can remain. But for me, I thought about it. I said, why, why should the, the worst, the most smelly toilet in Namiliang is called Smack. <laughs> it's below Billington. Yeah. I'll cut that out. Okay. <laughs> so there is another one, second to it, called Hana. But Hana, it was also out of envy because Hana had become another second bull in the crowd. Shout out, give that man his flowers. Uh, I'm telling first. you, you were talking about uh, memorable games in school rugby. You were mm. talking about which school do you think? See, Hannah gave Namidiango a bloody nose. During those days of uh, Wokolach, Philip Wokolach, Bijiki, Magom, of course, when he was still in Oliver T. Hannah, mm. uh, that was a team that Namidiango used to dread. It, it used to send shivers whenever it would step on pitch, especially when it was a sevens game. You would see Namidiango even fans, some of them would not even come to watch because they knew Hannah was going to win. <laughs> but whenever we would beat Hannah, I remember uh, like the, there was a commissioner's, uh, British High Commissioner's mm. trophy we won. We beat Hannah, we beat Smack. The way the students were excited, beating Hannah was something. Uh, but of course, there has always been the sweeter than anything beating Smack. The fans want to beat Smack. I have told you, even a senior one, they know we must beat Smack. I don't know who preaches that gospel to the boys, uh, but I can tell you, um, those players uh, Hannah has produced have gone my you and oh, yes. uh, some people always credit. Uh, it is good credit uh, clubs. Uh, Chadondo, Regent, but many times they forget that all these players passed through schools. Mm. No one gives us credit. In, in fact, vets have always uh, criticized. I saw the, uh, the other day they were criticizing uh, schools. There. And some of them, it is lack of information. It is here where I want to make it categorically clear that schools play everywhere, legionary. Mm. But many people think rugby is only here in Kampala. Uh, you were talking of how rugby has evolved. We have created avenues for regions to play. Uh, USRA, mm. Uganda Schools Rugby Association, has a representative in every region. We have a, um, a representative in Eastern, we have a representative in uh, Northern, we have a representative in Central, we have a representative in Western Uganda. All those regions, now those representatives are charged with organizing competition at that regional level. Yeah. That is why you see uh, annually when there are nationals, every region has to send some teams. But I saw people questioning, are there competitions? In the in the Eastern, how does the um, Kira College Butiki come to nationals oh. when they have not been competing? Yeah, I saw them at the East Africa Games. They have been there. In Imbale, they have been there. 
in northern if you look at the sun somewhere becca you see dr bote you, you see lango college we have involved them they have all played but some people don't get to know even uh, what is happening in schools rugby uh, and i would wish to appeal actually to everybody who loves rugby you need to love schools rugby need to watch schools I have, rugby you need to watch schools rugby everywhere uh, the league is starting this sunday mm. i want to appeal to all rugby loving fans to come and start watch every sunday until i think around april there will mm. be rugby schools rugby at four venues mm. so um this is the time to and i i don't like it when people start criticizing we, uh, yet we are here why don't they give a call and ask me ask me mm. uh, what is taking place so that i ask it before you start critiquing uh, every time yes um I always have this question, yeah? I don't know if I'm going beyond where we are supposed to talk about, but Mr. Busyman, and I'll also ask you, Isabiria, uh. God is giving us life, and I know you are still, and you are energetic. What's your dream? What do you want to live to witness in the future of schools rugby? Uh, well, I want to see um, schools rugby uh, having very strong competition, or they have said they are competitions regionally they are not so strong when we go for nationals it is clear that the schools best here will emerge winners to represent the country in the east african games we have never had the one challenging and beating a kampala school it is very rare to find such it is entirely which normally tries to come in bubbles in here and there but again what I want now to see, I want to see every region having uh, a, a, a league of its own as strong as the one we have in the Premier League here in Central. Yeah. And by the way, uh, to educate uh, people who don't know much about schools rugby, we have two categories. Uh, we have the Premier Division and the Second Division. The Premier Division is all inclusive you can join the premier division from even these other regions i have mentioned as long as you merit come as 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 long as you can go through the the, the, the right uh, channels because this is what happens we are we normally have super eight the super eight um are chosen normally there is a team that is relegated to second division and then there is a team that is supposed to be promoted uh, unfortunately for the past uh, about four years we have not promoted teams why uh, when uh, hannah pulled out uh Kororo also pulled out the likes of Chambogo uh, did not want to play again because of some politics some people when they take over as patrons they think they are the owners of the game especially when head teachers don't want to spend money when there is no serious rugby patron they just forget 
So, so what happened there? when I come back to why we have not promoted? You must have seen that we are playing with six teams lately. Mm. Uh, we have basically had competitions regionally and ready to promote teams because Kana and Nikororo dropped out at the same time. We needed to promote two at a go this time. So there were competitions and uh, we had selected four teams each from each region to come and meet at a central uh, place and they play. Then we take the, the finalists, two finalists, the winner and the loser in the final. We promote them. Unfortunately, the union would always budget and say, we are going to do it this year. They are going to play. When it reaches time of that tournament of qualification, playoffs, the union says, even the national team is hard up. We cannot get money. This year it happens. They promise. Next year it will happen, uh, Mr. Same Chairman. promises. Not happening. The next year it doesn't happen. Meanwhile, the public is saying, ah, Mr. Yuzimana, why is, you see rugby is going down. Hmm? We have only six teams every time. And yet even the president will would tell you, you cannot, because at one time I said, we can pick a school like... Uh, Ginger SS, we can pick a, <clears throat> a team which we think is strong, like Entebbe SS, which have been playing. Then they would tell you, what are you going to tell the other schools? Which criteria have used to promote them? So we, I, I wanted to respect the union's decision, and I would just remain at with six until at, at such a time comes when they will say we, they have money to have those playoffs. Otherwise, the schools are always ready for, from and it regions. it comes back to, come. to Yusra to look unserious. Yeah, they will always blame us. But uh, I'm telling but, you. But um, what, what would you blame for the reason of schools pulling out? Is it because now, is it because of the funding in the school or it's because of the times changing and the focus of the school perhaps? What do you think about it? Uh, you will make me take another day for this explanation. <laughs> A school like Kororo SS. They have been, uh, they were using mercenaries. Uh, I had to go to school even to establish uh, whether certain players were students at the school. The headmaster himself, of course, doesn't know. It is the coach and the patron. The headmaster called the patron, can you call me these players? The patron never came back. Up to now. He did not show up when they called. did not show up. Udo had petitioned, I went there, I don't want to mention the player because now the player since left is uh, enjoying his rugby at club. I don't want mm -hmm. to mention his name now. But uh, <laughs> the player was playing for Ginger and was playing for Cora at the same time. And he, when they called to find out whether he was a student, he had never stepped in, in, what? in, in school. In the twins, they went, they are twins who have been playing. Who, one, the, one twin was born in 1998, another was born in 2000. <laughs> and one participated in, in a food eating competition. The, <laughs> those twins, uh, also the headmaster said, these twins are not my students. Wow. So when the patron realized now that his position was in danger, uh, he stopped those players. From participating and they did not have now enough 
team. So they pulled out. Most of those players, they decided to go and play for Kenyan schools. Hey. We met them in East African Games in Tanzania in 2019. They were... Mr. Bizimana. Now, that, 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 is, that is... That is... That uh, is... Color. For Hana, Hana changed its... Uh, its status. Then they were following the Ugandan curriculum. Then they became, they started following Cambridge. And now when it became... Remember it was called Hana Mixed at mm, first. Yeah. Now it is HANA International. International. When it became HANA International, they started ch charging um, uh, different uh, tuition, very high, very expensive. And uh, many people, players who would be given bursary, they were no longer being given bursary. Of late, I'm happy that HANA, I think uh, maybe they have changed the administration. HANA has come back on board and they are waiting, they are waiting, they are about to get back to playing 15s, they are already playing 7s. Uh, so uh, this year I'm happy, I have seen and they have incorporated uh, Entebbe SS and Nadia St. Peter's. Mm. So I think now they are full, back to 8. But the challenges those schools, some of them get is that you can find Entebbe SS playing one game, the next game they don't come. Yeah, then so they start disorganizing the league. COVID time, you remember? La, 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 last year? Uh, last year we didn't have a league. Uh, we had only three schools because the, we had to go for nationals. We used this league to play as, as qualifiers. Oh. Actually, all the three schools which played each other, Namiango, Udo, and Makere College, they all qualified. Yes, I asked you a question. Uh, where do you want to see? What do you want to live to witness? Okay. Um, uh, number one, I'm glad I'm seeing the safety issue addressed. Uh, Monsieur Valence mentioned that uh, these days there is uh, an ambulance packed at schools game, games. Because eh? uh, basically, schools games feed the clubs. Eh? And uh, for schools to have rugby, uh, trust is an important issue. And uh, for parents, uh, once safety is addressed, they can be more trustworthy about letting their children play rugby. Because uh, the, 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 the age grade rugby, that, that thing of bringing in under 17 and under 15, uh, you'd find that uh, an S1 gains more confidence playing rugby. That, that was a good thing. It expanded the pool. But now, addressing the safety, um, I'm glad we are already doing that because uh, it, it will help widen the pool. Uh, then... Uh, there's also mention about uh, other schools playing rugby. Uh, there are times I read about uh, Namidiango's performances in East Africa games, and then you see uh, there is, uh, let's say, Butiki playing uh, sevens or something. It's always encouraging because uh, the game needs to go beyond these uh, traditional schools, the uh, Smack, the Budos, and so on. Uh, it would be good if Hannah returns on board. Uh, what they initially did, uh, those those initial scholarships to the Phillips, the, was it Ronnie Musoke and the like? Yeah. Those ones were quite encouraging. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, isn't he like one of the most popular players of this generation, if the, not, not the most popular? Oh, Philip. Philip. Eh? Philip. <laughs> Many even consider him the god. Yeah. Uh -huh. So it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's quite telling that Philip is considered the god. And uh, he did go, he didn't play for Nabiliango, 
he didn't play for Budo, he didn't play for Smart. I could add Chambogo. But he won the school's lead. Uh, he won a seventh trophy at, at school level. He went uh, played East Africa, Africa games and East won. Africa, he won. Uh, he won East Africa. And uh, people look up to him. So it, it always gives hope to these other people, these other schools that you could uh, you could have a structure. You could be organized and take the game to the likes of Namiliango. You could be competitive. Uh, me, I would always like uh, Namiliango to win. But if we are losing... And the competition is it's really commendable, and uh, it's uh, encouraging other schools mm-hmm. to be like, by the one day we could uh, rise up and meet those guys and thump them. It's it's me. I w- I would uh, I would actually Believe like for to that. See that. Yeah. So I hope uh, what Monsivalance you're doing is good. Uh, I like this new regional structuring of having uh, even the union has done it. The regional leagues, mm-hmm. a lot more clubs have cropped up. And uh, some of them have gotten the ideas from schools. There's uh, to some, the last bit I'll mention. There's a time as home in my parents' home, Ginger. Uh, my parents' home. If you're heading to Wadzigeanga, Aredo knows it properly, and he's going to Toro. He always calls, "Are you home?" So around Bugembe is where you branch off. So then you continue the the old Kaki, the old road that goes to Kakira, and continue to Muiri and so on. But there's a school there called Lake View. Incidentally, it's mm. also a Catholic-founded school. I saw a gentleman in my neighborhood walking around with a rugby ball and asked him, are you playing for hippos? He's like, no. And he mentioned a different club. God, I wish I could remember the name of that club. Crocs. He's like, not Crocs. He said it's a newly formed club within uh, the Bulgembe area, a newly formed rugby club. And he said they are partnering with... Uh, no, no. That's called uh, Holy Cross Lakeview. And he's like, he was from training the... Uh, the students of Holy Cross like being rugby. And and to me, that is the kind of thing we want to be seeing where other schools outside the central region uh, are taking up this game. That's that's it's it only the club game can only grow when the the school game is growing. Yeah. Before I ask Ruben to say something, for me my my major focus would be on brands tapping <coughs> into schools rugby. I'll tell you for sure. Um Ruben's shirt is is a replica for the Namiliango rugby jersey under under 20. It has Trinity apparel. This jersey is made in the US by the Namiliango Obis. And in this league starting on Sunday, uh, you'll most definitely see some brands appearing on top of schools' rugby replicas. This gives you good visibility. I promise you, many people love schools' rugby. And if brands can... We are talking of Namiliango now has Jibu, Jibu the Jibu family. They are going to be supplying um, liters of water to the anchors and their hydra- as their hydration partner. Jessa is with King's College Budo, and they even have a jersey. On that note, I'll be drinking more Jibu, less Jessa. <laughs> yes. So Jessa is going to be at the front of the King's College Budo jersey, the Lions. So brands, if you are really wise, tap into the school's rugby space. Yeah, um, so as we start to um, really go towards the end of this uh, very, very insightful podcast, um, I'd just like to ask Mr. Bizimana, um, you talked about people not being aware um, of uh, schools rugby, what's happening around schools rugby, but now I want us to play our part as the podcast in creating that awareness. How is it, paint for us a picture of how the 2023 season is going to be, not just the league that's about to start this Sunday, but all through the whole calendar year. 
how is schools rugby going to be structured so that people can be fully aware of what's going to happen. Uh, by the way, you should, you should know. I, I want to tell you that I'm no longer the chairman of schools. What? Yeah, but <laughs> but I know what is going mm. on. Uh, we had elections uh, towards the end of the year because my term uh, came to to an end. My my two terms came to an end, and I didn't want us to amend the constitution. Uh, was not like in some circles. <laughs> so um, uh, I will talk. Uh, as now someone, uh, because now I am uh, I'm, I'm an advisor in schools rugby, uh, I know um, this the, the calendar is 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 like this. Any on starting with Sunday, which is February, we are going to have um, four games. No, uh, yes, four games being played at four venues. Um, not very sure of the fixtures, but yeah, what I know, I know, I know Namibiang is going to play in TVSS. Uh, I know some, uh, maybe I can mention the schools that are in the league. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, we have Namibiang, we have St. Mary's College, Subi, we have King's College, yeah. Budo, we have, um, we have, uh, uh, the fixtures now come here. Namibian College is going to play Entebbe Parents at Namibiango. We have London College hosting St. Mary's College Subi. We have King's College Budo, uh, Vasing St. Peter's Naria uh, in Budo, and the Makere College will host Light Academy uh, at the graveyard. Um, so, the, 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 and this is going to happen every weekend on sunday the games normally start uh, at 11 with the uh, under 15 uh, then followed by the under 17 and the last day with the under 20. so um people should try to catch up with old boys least, well wishers uh, and is, you come and support support the the, the the players i didn't mention by the way that it is in my regime also that we we created a post for girls rugby so we have a representative we have a representative um for girls rugby and uh although in, there is not much action for girls rugby in central region mm. especially here kampara we have schools girls schools playing rugby in entebbe we have girls' schools playing rugby in eastern Uganda, northern Uganda, and even western Uganda. So, um, it, to me, it was a plus that uh, we recognized uh, women's rugby and someone directly in charge of this. Yeah. yeah. So, I call upon every yeah. uh, stakeholder, every well-wisher to start watching uh, schools rugby when it comes to second. Did you talk about the calendar? Did you want me to give you the calendar of the whole year? Yeah, the whole year. Just the outline. Yes, outline. In the second term, we, there will be... Um, no, before second term. At the end of this term, there will be nationals. Uh, that that, that uh, competition is under USSA.
that is Uganda Secondary School Sports Association, which is the Ministry of Education. The union doesn't have much control over it. They, the organizers are not union. It mm. is the Ministry of Education. Okay. Uh, so it will be in the uh, schools. When schools close, uh, that will be, I think, early May. Immediately, if they close Friday, Saturday, schools report at venues to play. Uh, then after that competition, that will be the... Uh, that competition is meant to be qualifiers for East African Games. The winners of that, that, that is Boro Games 1. Uh, of course, there are Boro Games 2 in second term, along the term, uh, for sevens. Now, I'm talking about rugby. There are other games, of course. Mm. Rugby in second term, there will be sevens, uh, also organized by uh, USSA. But we have also our league organized by USRA, sevens in second town. Yeah, Just uh, the second week, the second weekend of the town, of second town, we normally start um, school sevens. It is open to all schools. It is open. Uh, then after that, of course, in the holidays, at the end of second town, we go for FIASA Games, mm. that is Federation of East African Secondary School Games, uh, whereby the winners of now these USA Games are the ones who represent uh, the country at that level in East Africa. Then the final competition is normally the Independence Cup. The Independence Cup is also open to everybody. Sometimes we used to even invite Kenyans, uh, but uh, resources have always limited us. Because Kenyans really want to come, they always wish to come, but sometimes you cannot accommodate them, you can't feed them, you can't meet their, 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 their transport. So, so uh, we try to honor it, give it to the schools around locally, but also the limitations are that schools are entering final exams for UNEB. So that competition is, is majorly played by senior fives and senior threes. Uh, but there are some schools who want to win by all by hook or crook, even when the exams are on the doorway. Senior six, senior four, you will see them coming to play in that competition. Uh, but it is meant to prepare players for the next season, generally. Yeah, that has always been uh, one of the purposes of the Independence Cup, I think, to give the incoming teams a chance. But um, just in one minute, before I hand over to Dungu for the trivia questions, um, um, there is this whole conversation about, um, as you have clarified, that now what used to be the under-19 or the senior high school teams is now under-20. But there is this conversation about um, under-20s who are playing for clubs or who are affiliated with clubs, not being able to partake for their high schools. Um, what's the clarity or the dynamic around that? Because they meet the criteria when it comes to age. Yes. Uh, thank you uh, for this question. In fact, it, it would be bad to go without talking about this. It is something that has always cropped up in schools rugby and some people hate me or hate you, for that matter, uh, because I have been very strict. 
And those who love rugby, and those who follow rugby, schools rugby very well, some of them have given me thumbs up. They have credited me for being very strict with age grade. Uh, with, um, because many people want to play uh, schools rugby. But uh, some of them are over age. And their past slips will show that they are. They have the right age. But uh, sometimes you have players whom you know very well that this one was studying with this one in, at this, and this one is this age. How come this one is this age? So when you try to go and find out, at, I can tell you that last year he went as far as you know and found out very many concocted past slips. A person says he's born in 2002 because he wants to play uh, for the school that year. Now he puts there 2005 so that he's in senior four. He wants to play in senior five, wants to play in senior six, and he can even play another year if he repeated because he will still be eligible to play. So uh, some schools have been doing that and it is very wrong. Uh, but the most controversial thing which you wanted to know about is why don't we allow players featuring for premier clubs to play for their schools? Well, even when they are of the right age, it is clear in our, our constitution, it is clear in the manual, it, with the consultation with the union at that time when I came uh, in my position, we agreed that if a player wants to play for the school, then he should not feature for his uh, for for his club, uh, especially because we we put we we are a bit lenient. We said they can feature for second division clubs, reserve reserve, reserve clubs. This central league you can feature, they can play for those clubs. But Premier League side, a player who has reached that level and the club gives him that chance to play, he's above above school rugby. We are not developing him anymore. He has developed and feels he can play with big boys. And therefore, for us, we want him to give chance, to pave way for all the other players who are now there watching, who are always on bench because he's playing. Yet he, we are actually not adding any value to him. So we want to give chance this to other looks like he has people. a question. Yes. Uh, no, 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 no. no. Uh, I think uh, I like that fact that you've mentioned uh, the role is to develop the player. Uh, that one is actually welcome. So uh, it, it justifies the whole argument if a person has already represented a club at senior okay. level, they should not be a uh, Maybe what I wanted to point out, there is something you mentioned about the girls' rugby. Mm. I, I had taken note of it here because uh, we're talking a lot about schools, uh, boys, 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 yeah. Uh, we have an opportunity. When it comes to women's sports, not many at national level, not many countries do invest. So I don't know what our ranking is, but I don't think it's uh, as low as the, 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 the men's rugby team is, is ranked. So uh, there is a need to push for investment. But for women's sports, as long as you push invest, because they are already there willing to commit. So what you're doing uh, at that level, could push attention 
uh, push attention and focus and, and, and also interest in people taking it up or encouraging uh, youngers to do it. Uh, and then uh, why you don't have uh, schools in Central? Is there any school in Central that has signed up? Well, girls, as I told you, mm. uh, of course, uh, when you talk Central, I hope you are not talking about Kampala. There are schools in Entebbe, which in is, Entebbe. Also oh, is also Central. Uh, but it is uh, surprising that schools around Rugogo, where rugby is played, yeah. Oh. They are not uh, taking part in schools rugby. But uh, we, we have always encouraged schools like King's College, Budo, mm. which is mixed. A school like Hana mixed. It is uh, Hana International. It is mixed. Schools like Kororo SS, mm. uh, Chambogo. These schools, if uh, the patrons were... These days it is hard to get passionate um, patrons like I was with Mr. Mutebi when we were in yeah. China. They, they could uh, make sure they develop even girls' teams. Every time their boys' team is training, the girls should be training with them because it is simple. The girls always come to, especially Han, I always see the girls coming in big numbers to cheer their team. Makere College, there is a time they brought, ah. I think, about to <laughs> 10 buses. Yeah. I could see girls very passionate, making a lot of noise. Those, those girls can be interested in playing rugby or even something in, in uh, rugby. but it all comes to like the management management yeah, the, the, the courses referee courses uh, uh, it starts with the school because if the patron can uh, interest the administration and say the girls also play rugby like i had done i had started rugby at navisunsa mm. uh, i had started rugby at navisunsa unfortunately it was not sustainable because the school was not supporting it. I had just joined Navisunsa from a boys' school, and the head teacher told me, since you are the president of Uganda Schools Rugby, I really don't want to frustrate you, meaning she was doing it to favor me. Mm. I don't want to frustrate you. You mm. can, I have allowed, you can continue with the girls, you do what you want, but please don't ask for support from the school. We don't have money <laughs> for that yet. Won't the girls get, get broken? Their limbs are going get broken. I tried to show him her even the pictures of national team, Uganda nice. national team for ladies playing. I had prepared myself when I met, went to meet her. Said, hey, you mean this is from Uganda? <laughs> said, okay, we have given you, yeah, go ahead. So by the time I, I said, okay, let me start, somewhere I know she will support me. <laughs> Unfortunately, she got uh, another appointment in the electoral commission, and she went. Now it needed convincing the new head teacher. Again. Uh, but the girls were very willing. passionate. They were willing. So what they did, we trained for about two, three months, oh. for a whole term. Um, the girls said, sir, if the school is not sponsoring us, we are going to sponsor ourselves. They started paying money. They would pay 5000 every week, every girl. Uh, and I got uh, about to 120 But they kept on dropping off because of money. Yeah. So uh, every week I would bring in uh, two referees, lady referees. I remember I would bring in uh, Sauda, Rosenberg, I, Nachicho. There was a certain Nachicho. Even a boy, a man I brought one time, Onen, when he was still there. They... And this Wotimba, they came. 
they trained the girls until uh, when the man uh, ran out. Because they would give, uh, they would come two referees each day, and they would come twice a week. Each ref would just give transport. They were okay. They, they, they said, no, we are just developing. Let's come. We, after all, we are not wrong very fast. So we would give them 20,000 each ref. So in a day, we would give 40,000. So it, twice a week, that would mean, mean 80. A month, you know what it means. By the time the term ended, mm. the girls were no longer paying. It's too much. So yeah, it, for it, could not, it was not sustainable. I now, what, because I, at that time I used to sit at, on the URU XCOM, I told them, guys, we have started with girls, but now we don't have fans. Can't the union really step in mm. and help us and to develop? They said, when fans are willing, we shall come on board. We shall, mm. we shall. Actually, they promised, we are going to do it. But it has failed to take off. And I'm still there. I can still do it if they came. Uh, so we are thinking... Trivia time? Trivia. Yeah, it is really trivia time. Uh, just that eh, every, for, it seems like every aspect there is a challenge of there is no money. So where exactly <laughs> there is the money? But that's a conversation Brands. for another I've told day. Brands to tap in into school's rugby. Dungu, let us uh, get into the trivia as we close trivia. this up. The trivia hub is for Mr. Bizimana. I, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't. I, maybe you can, as I get, you can get three questions for oh, that gent. Oh, yeah, Mr. Bizimana, yes, the, the ground rules, housekeeping rules are so simple. Mm. You'll give me an answer in the shortest time possible. Mm. How many, how long? I, you're a very sharp man. I can't, I can't, I can't. Quick, quick answer. Quick think I, I mean, you taught me, so I respect and I know you'll, yeah. So, number one, what was your nickname as the patron of rugby? In Emiliango. I don't know. You are the ones who know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, tell you. The, I'll tell him off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Best five players you ever saw for your tenure as patron in high school? Our schools? Uh, Namiriango then across. Best five? Uh, well, there was uh, Anguyo. Anguyo. Uh, he had Timo. Mudola. Yeah. No, it was not under me, but he was one of those. Um, Chimono. Three. Um, Chishato was uh, great. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, there, there, there was, uh, I have forgotten this guy with the, the, the Warakiras. Warakira. Warakira. I meant Warakira. Emmanuel Warakira. Yes, Emmanuel. So then other schools across? Other schools, when you go to SMAC, um, there was uh, uh, this gentleman, they played the Barassas and we Barassas beat which, them. Which Barassas, the senior or the junior? The, the Barassas senior. Rubega. Rubega. Ooh, Rubega. Felix. Felix, Felix Rubega with the Kabazi. Then they got another one after them, someone whom they used to call Sony. Sony, that was Rubega's, Rubega's kid brother. Actually, Sony. He's the one yeah. that won the 2009. Yeah, the first of yeah. his Those guys were. So um, then in the Budo, Budo uh, there, was, there were these, these, these guys. There is the uh, Eric Butime. Uh, there is this guy who is now the chairman uh, Pirates. What is his name? Yeah. Chanowira. Chanowira. Chano yeah. 
those are guys. Of course, Etiquette played for both the Buda and Namiliango. So, okay. Yeah. Then other schools, notably other, other schools, and the most outstanding have been uh, Philip Wolach, has been Magom, was uh, my captain at Namiliango. But even <laughs> when he was at, uh, we managed to, to, you see, if you come from Hannah and you join Namiliango, you must have been extraordinary. Mm. So Magom had even contacted me in Sinyatu. He brought his report. I still have it. He wanted to join in Sinyatu, but Nam does not admit uh, that in level. the middle of the year. Yeah. Mm. Apart from senior one and senior five. Yes. So I told him work hard, come at senior five. And he did well. Wow. Magomo. Yeah. Much deserved king. <laughs> yes. Then um if it were in rugby, what sport would it be? As I told you, I joined rugby because I was a very soccer fanatic. Yes, and uh, yeah, I know your son, your little son, has a name for the best, the greatest football player. Guys, I'm handy. I'm in charge. Eh? I'm in charge. <laughs> the greatest football player ever. Um, happiest moment or moments as rugby patron in Amiriango? Uh The happiest moment was, of course, that time when we won the first uh, trophy as in church in 2005. But the most uh, dread, the, the time I remember when I was super excited, when I knew we had lost, was that year of the Barassas. Yes. The Barassas team was not as good as the SMAC team. But in the <laughs> end, the way the late, the late Katongole, the late Katongole, Squad the try and then Lawrence Wakabi. Oh my lord. When they squad the try, it was tears for including that, that, that was including when, uh, my friend pitch because they had really put in a lot. The team was well drilled. They put they gave a brother. I have I have videos for <laughs> all those games. I have them in my garden. really yes. So I watch them and I say, <laughs> so that was my happiest. my happiest moment. Do you want to talk about Lawrence Wakabi as a player? Lawrence Wakabi, commonly known as a sailor, he was really a sailor. Yeah. The guy was pacey. He was all around every game, football, just like his elder brother, 100 Simon. Hundred meters as well. Hundred meters. Uh, every game, and it was games a captain so okay um worst rugby moment or moments uh worst rugby moment is when we lost to smack in the semis 2009 2009 oh, yeah. um the other time the worst worst actually the worst <laughs> was in nakuru when um we were supposed to win our first East African 2010. trophy, 2010. Right. The Chimonos, yeah. Ball. Even the Kenyans had agreed that this team, yeah. nobody could beat them. But Chimono was really on fire, even <laughs> better than he was for for club <laughs> uh, when he had just joined. He was so good. And the Kenyan referee he said, and they were talking, so if you give a yellow card to that guy, then you can win. We just needed to win that game and come with a trophy. 
It was rolled around. Many people don't understand Chimono right now, but just in 30 seconds, if you can just paint a picture of the kind of player Chimono was growing and right now... You're finishing up your trivia time. You know? <laughs> After that, I'm taking it away. Okay. Uh, Chimono was really a very uh, stout guy, very strong, very quick. Before he got injured, he was too fast and very good. Once he has seen the line, he would score. He could... Uh, hit any size of player and go and score. Yeah. Um, very disciplined. That. So when they gave Kimono that yellow card, that is it. They scored a try, which uh, made, I think we lost 11, 11, 9, nine something, 11, 9. Uh, who, in your tenure as rugby patron across the years, who has been or who have been your most disciplined kind of players? You can name them? Yeah. Anguyo was exemplary. Well, he was exceptional. The guy, even when the, 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 the coach would, was not there, he would lead the team and train, conduct training when he was the captain. Yeah. And Chato was equally disciplined. Those were, uh, yes. And lastly, or oh, second lastly, if this counts, uh, what's your f famous quote in life or how do you want to be remembered in life? Well, I want to be remembered as a person who was neutral, even when I had very strong attachment for Namijango. Like today, you have been talking about Namijango with a passion. But I want to assure people that when I was chairman, there is no one moment when I could side with Namijango on, not on principle. I made sure people used to think I used to favor Namdiango, but I know in my heart and God knows that I, whatever I was doing, I was doing it on principle. And that is what I want people to remember me for. Uh, some people later got used to me and they said, I think this man is really neutral. Yeah. Uh, yeah you that's what I want. Uh, the court, I don't know which yeah. court. Uh, okay. All uh, right. Thank you very much, Mr. Bizimana. Welcome. Always a pleasure. Yeah, Ruben, uh, thank you for hosting. Let us peruse through these. Um, <laughs> best and worst schools rugby moment for you? Uh, without a doubt, the worst schools moment would have to be the 2010 final where we lost to Buddha. Uh, they, <laughs> I think themselves, when you're going to any season, you're going as favorites. Themselves, they knew we were the favorites to win. There was hunger from uh, the previous year after we were knocked out by Smack. Um, I believe we had that team. We, we, I think I think we had that team. Both uh, the guys in Form Six, the Kishados. Actually, the Kishados were in, just in Form Four, but they had the hunger. Uh, but it, it it was actually a shocker to me. And coincidentally, one of us had made a promise to Muguruma in one of the meetings we had as elevos. We are going to bring back that trophy, and we didn't. So that that, that, is, that was Kimono who, who got broken. That was the problem. He, the he, captain. He, he got injured, and Bambi when uh, when he got injured, I think uh, I had not watched that training. <coughs> but when I went to the to the canteen, uh, one of the form force came to me and was like, "Is it is it true that Kimono is injured?" And you could see it in his face that we uh, we are we are worried about it. So. To me, that's uh, that's the worst moment. Uh, 
Uh, the best moment probably that's uh, the seven circuit at Namiliango in 2007 when uh, Mr. The, 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 the Ankers wore the, the black, the black jersey, jersey that uh, Mr. He has to tell us a story about that old so, black jersey at the end. Uh, that one was, it was like Namiliango at its finest. I think we played smack in uh, one of the, we played smack in one of the, I think it was quarterfinals. And the way those of Kamanyiri, Walakira, Musumba were playing. Like we have to humiliate smart. So whenever they would scout try, they would uh, they would not I don't think they were converting. Come back to the line, wait for the ball, attack again. They were that good that team. So to me that was the finest moment. Preferred girls school. <laughs> Punks and Sosh. <laughs> <laughs> you can't ask a thirty one year old man that question. You have those memories. Professionally you meet these people all the time. <laughs> Yeah, you meet them in, in your work life. Uh, <laughs> That's, That's compromising, compromising right? It's compromising. Uh, they're helping you at work. There's, uh, you're okay. dating one of I them. I will allow so you to play the fifth on that one. Please, leave me. <laughs> uh, can, can, I, can I answer it quickly? No, you cannot. <laughs> if not, Forbes, what team would you support? Uh, I believe in uh, home team. I'm a ginger person. I would uh, support hippos. Uh, I used to I used to check on nail results, and then they disappeared. But I'm glad hippos came up, so it would be it would be hippos. Okay. Favorite rugby ground to be at. Favorite rugby ground to be at uh, is the Ramiliango ground. It's it's where I yeah. It's where round I, of applause, guys. It's where I got uh, the interest of the game from. Uh, I played there quite a few times. Ishato and these people used to hit me in the Chaplain's Cup. Quite hard guy, so it's it's that's that's my favorite ground. I I used to have a thing where I I always wanted to watch the first Namiliango home game of the season. Eh? Uh, I'll try to do it this weekend. Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Ruben, should we give Mr. Bisman a chance to say bye bye to everyone? Yeah, we'll I think give both of them a chance to say their parting shots just in about a few seconds. Then we can close. This is uh, on record our longest podcast. Really? Yes. So we have talked a lot. <laughs> Not that, but it has been very insightful. But we usually have uh, podcasts that aren't this long. Okay. Mm. So I must say thank you very much for being patient with us. For the people, some of us who are teachers, we talk too too much. I know. Um, <laughs> but I think it was worthwhile to, to be here. I'd always longed for this moment. I even used to think. Even this podcast, even when you had another podcast somewhere, I used to wonder whether people value schools rugby. They are asking other people. They don't call me. Now this is the moment. I was happy that you have called me. Uh, and please, if there are any other things to clarify about, never hesitate to call me again. Or you can give me a phone call. I really appreciate it. Now I want to call everybody on Sunday to step up on those different venues I've mentioned. Go and cheer schools, your school, where you are attached. want to call also union members to always go and, and, and watch these games uh, and support talent, the sevens coach, the fifteens coaches. Please go there and see uh, at, at a time when we have all those competitions. Each coach should really be there. And not only coaches. Everybody who loves rugby. From now, I say thank you and bye to everybody. Yeah, Isa. Um, 
Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, I think the reason why I was invited is because uh, sometimes when I listen to the podcasts, I give Edwin insights that do this, do this, get a, a fact-checking chap, do something of that sort. So mm. I think it's like to solve all these issues, put that guy there. So uh, it was nice coming here to discuss uh, schools rugby. Uh, nice to meet uh, Monsieur Valence after a long time. Good, good. And um, I think, like he said, let's uh, let's go out there and watch these games on Sunday. Huh? It's good for the growth of the game. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think it's been a, a great conversation. We are really honored to have uh, Mr. Bizimana Valence here because uh, we have all gone through his hands and his guidance in one way or the other. And uh, Issa, we always appreciate you uh, following and uh, giving your feedback about the podcast. And as we always tell the people out there watching us, that please, please always give us uh, feedback whenever you can. We appreciate all those that comment on our YouTube, all those that uh, engage with us on social media. And we shall uh, always try to give you guys a platform to express yourself, to talk rugby, because rugby is not only for the people on the pitch, but it's for you guys as well that come, that spare the time to watch on TV, that spare the time to go to each particular rugby ground. As we always say, connect with us, subscribe and follow. Thank you for watching this particular episode of the Fat Cats Rugby Podcast. See you next week. Bye. This is the part where we hear your music. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening in. Share with us your thoughts from today's episode. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.